Thank you guys for supporting and listening to the OMAD Mama podcast. I receive so many well-wishers and supporters, and I thank you for that. I really appreciate everyone who has taken time to listen and send me comments. While you can always listen on Anchor, the podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more platforms. If you like what you're hearing, please share the podcast with your friends or anyone you think might find it helpful. Please also subscribe and leave a review. Thanks again for your support. Hey everyone, welcome to the OMAD Mama podcast. My name is Marty Meshubi and this is your resource for everything OMAD, fasting, and health. OMAD stands for one meal a day. It just means that you eat within a one hour period and fast for the remaining 23 hours of the day. There are so many different ways to fast and we'll talk about those on this podcast. I have learned so much on my own OMAD and fasting journey and I wanted to share that with as many people as I could. So I decided to start this podcast. I also love talking with others who have incorporated OMAD and fasting in their life's journey and I'm hoping to share their stories on this podcast as well. I found OMAD and fasting and it completely reprogrammed my relationship with food while getting me in the best shape of my life. I'll be sharing my journey, advice, recipes, and tips that will keep you successful on your OMAD journey to a stronger and healthier you. This lifestyle has changed my life, so keep listening. It may very well change your life too. For the longest time, I remember hearing that if you wanted to lose weight, you needed to count your calories. And I think a lot of you have been on that train, the counting calories train. You might even still be on it. I remember thinking, you know, you need to eat low calorie, you need to eat fat free, everything has to be fat free or um, or zero calorie or zero fat. Um, and then if you exercised, you need to you needed to burn 1400 calories a day so you could lose about a pound a week. I remember being really intentional about that like eating super low carb, eating super low calorie, um, and then killing myself at the gym, getting on that treadmill, killing it, you know, then hitting the cycling class, you know, 60 minute cycling. I used to do soul cycle a lot. Um, uh, and, and a lot of that was in New York when I'd visit my sister. I mean, I would hit that soul cycle class like crazy, um, and sweat out like crazy. I mean, you know, I was an exercise maniac. Like I was really getting it in because I wanted to burn those calories and, and lose that pound a week, um, and finish the week strong. And sometimes I even try to lose like two pounds a week, just burning, 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 you know, exercising, 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 eating low calorie, fat-free stuff. Um, and I remember counting every single calorie and everything I ate, because I wanted to make sure I wasn't going over that arbitrary number. You know, that number that you count your, you know, how many calories you need to eat for the day. Um, I would do that. 
And oh my gosh, just thinking about it is exhausting. It was so exhausting trying to keep up with that and and doing that. And I didn't have I didn't have the freedom to just eat, you know, because I I didn't realize there was a difference between calories and actual hormones that were working in our bodies every time we ate. Now, I'm not saying that calories aren't important because in order for you to lose fat, you really do have to be in a caloric deficit. However, bringing hormones into the equation of fat loss is equally important. Today, I'm talking about hormones and the effect they have on our bodies every time we put a piece of food in our mouth. So let's think about that for a moment. Let's take an example of myself. I'll use myself as an example, the way I used to eat, right? So breakfast could be anywhere from about 7 to 9 a.m. I could have hot chocolate, maybe a bagel with cream cheese or egg and cheese sandwich, waffles or pancakes, or sometimes waffles and pancakes, (laughs) Uh, maybe a bowl of fruit, a glass of orange juice. Um, And I'm good. You know, I'm full. I feel good. Um, But then I might have a snack around, I don't know, 11 o'clock. And that could be a granola bar, maybe a smoothie, maybe some chips, maybe just, you know, a few munchies here and there. And then lunch rolls around. And that could be about 12 to maybe two o'clock, anywhere between that time, right? Um, A chicken sandwich. um, Or on days when I would thinking about being healthy, I'd have a chicken salad, uh, maybe some soup, um, definitely some dessert, right? Like some ice cream or something. And then around three or four, I'd feel really sluggish. So I'd, I'd do a coffee run, maybe a mocha or a vanilla latte. Um, and if I was on a diet, and I put that in quotes, air quotes, diet, I would make it sugar-free, right? Um, sugar-free syrup. Um, and then I'd have an afternoon snack, whatever that could be, maybe a couple of cookies or whatever. Um, and then it's dinner time and those days I would eat anywhere from seven to nine, right? It might be some Haitian food, maybe like rice, oxtails, chicken, or maybe tacos, pizza on the days that I didn't feel like cooking, maybe Chinese food, um, and then but when i think about when i think about it essentially i was eating my way through the entire day every single day i was just eating constantly and it's not that there's anything inherently wrong with anything that i was eating really you know it's just that every time i ate whatever it was whether it's fat free low carb high fat high carb protein grain, no grain, whatever it was, I was inducing hormones, specifically insulin. And that would store whatever was not being used as fat. And every time I ate, I never gave my body a chance to use what was stored as fat. Um, I never gave my body to use that stored fat as energy, right? So in other words, Eating pizza or having your favorite traditional food or having a mocha or ice cream, all of these things are good. There's nothing wrong with that inherently, right? 
we should have those things that make us feel good, that we love, that we enjoy. Um, And the beauty of OMAD or intermittent fasting is that you give yourself time in the day where you can have those things, where you can eat those foods, um, but then you stop. You stop eating. You close your eating window. You're not taking the whole day to just eat, you know, every couple of hours. And I laugh at it now because essentially that's what I was doing. Like every couple of hours I was eating. And I even remember having snacks in my bag, carrying snacks around, like stuffing my bag with snacks just so that I wasn't caught out there in the day, you know, driving and not having something to eat. Like, oh my gosh, God forbid, like I was hungry and I didn't have anything to eat. You know, I would have snacks in my bag, in my bag. And I remember my husband and my friends are like, Marty, why are you carrying around so much food? Like I literally had a supermarket in my bag. You could stop me at any point in the day and, you know, hey, do you have a snack? Yep. I sure do. And and I would pull it out of my bag, a peach, an orange, um, a Ziploc of chips, you know, a granola bar, um, whatever it was, you know, I would be sure to have it in my bag, a drink, you know, and I just was never caught off guard because I always had food available in my bag wherever I went. Um, and that just, when I think about it now, it's it's really hilarious to me that I just had food around me all the time. And I never really gave my body chance to take a break. I was always munching. I was always eating. I was, I always had food around for fear that I would be hungry and I wouldn't have something to eat. So when we eat, endorphins are released, or naturally occurring opioids. These hormones make you feel good, you get excited, you're happy. Um, It gives you a sense of pleasure, especially when it's something that you really love. Meanwhile, overeating or overstimulation of this hormone can lead to obesity. Our bodies also release insulin and glucagon, which regulate blood glucose levels. If there's too much glucose in the blood, maybe caused by eating a super high complex carb meal day after day after day, our pancreas signals insulin to be released to remove that excess glucose from the blood and then to be stored as glycogen in the liver. When the liver stores are full, then the excess is stored as fat. Leptin is another hormone that's released by the fat cells in the body. It's also known as the satiety hormone, and it tells the brain when you've had enough to eat. It lets the brain know when the fat stores are full or when the fat stores have been depleted that it's time for you to eat. So along with providing us with energy and nutrients, food is actually information for fat burning and fat storage. So for example, foods that are high in fat, protein, and complex carbs like um, avocados, coconut oil, um, brown rice, barley, whole grains. 
those foods don't necessarily spike insulin as much as foods that are high in simple sugars or simple carbs like your starchy white carbs, um, white rice, uh, white pastas, um, those kinds of foods. And then foods that are high in protein can also improve leptin sensitivity, making it easier for your brain to receive that signal telling it that you've had enough to eat. What's amazing is that what we eat can actually be used in a more effective way to burn fat. If we remain in a fed state where we're eating every couple of hours, we continue to store excess fat and we don't allow our body time to tap into those fat stores and burn that fat as fuel to be used as energy. And so we just keep storing fat continuously because we're not using it up. The goal is to keep insulin low and fasting allows us to do that. When we eat, our body releases insulin, and because there's some foods that cause the body to release more insulin than others, one thing to keep in mind or to be aware of is that if you're, if you're resistant to insulin, you might need to eat foods that won't spike it as much, at least in the beginning of your journey, if you're trying to get your body to tap into those fat stores and burn that fat. Interestingly enough, when we fast or when we're in a fasted state, our body releases glucagon, which is essentially the body's response to a lack of food. Glucagon is what allows our body to tap into that stored fat for energy. So when you think about it, specifically for those of us who practice intermittent fasting or OMAD, our bodies are consistently in a fasted state until we open our eating window. So eating pizza or burgers or really whatever you want to eat during your eating window may not necessarily cause a huge problem with insulin and glucagon levels. However, it's still important to keep an eye on how you're feeling after you eat your meal. For example, are you still hungry? Are you noticing that you have a stall um, in your weight loss? Are you just not losing any weight? Are you feeling super tired or heavy after your meal? This is when you have to rethink what you're eating. Can you eat whatever you want when doing OMAD or intermittent fasting? Sure you can. Is it always wise to do that every time you eat or when you open your eating window? Maybe not, especially if you have a goal to lose weight. You want to give your hormones an opportunity to have the right balance so that stored fat can be tapped into later to be burned and used as energy. While others are counting every single calorie, you're not only mindful of calories, but you're also using your body as a fat burning machine because you've mastered the right balance between what you eat and how your hormones are working in tandem to help you be a stronger and healthier you. Learning this was really an aha moment for me because it helped me understand that this really allows our bodies to be more efficient in how we burn fat and utilize energy. You'll notice that when you're fasting, you have so much energy. I mean, you're practically bouncing off the walls. At least I am. 
And it's because our body is using that natural energy. That fat that was stored is being tapped into and is being burned for energy. How awesome is that? That's why when people say, oh, you'll starve yourself or you won't have any energy, or you'll lose muscle, side note, hormones are also produced when you fast. When you fast for an extended time, for example, your body produces what's called growth hormones. And these promote lean muscle mass, decrease fat accumulation, promotes muscle recovery and repair. So this is also an important hormone that is being produced when you fast that is extremely beneficial to your body. So the naysayers really they really don't know what they're talking about or really just don't understand the process of what happens when you eat and when you're in a fasted state and the benefits of both. We've been so trained to believe that we've got to eat all day long. We've got to have breakfast the minute we wake up. We can't skip lunch. We need to eat dinner. All of that I now know is not true. It may be part of our social construct. Yes, of course. We have a meal when we come together, at least in our family. Huge gatherings always, always happen around the dinner table. There's always food involved in celebrations. There's always potluck. And while there's nothing wrong with that, absolutely nothing wrong with that, Giving our bodies and our digestive systems a break from food will be beneficial to our health over the long haul, over the long term. Our body can sustain itself without having to be in a constant fed state. For me, I feel my best when I eat one meal a day. I'm full, I'm satiated, I'm good. While eight months ago, I could have never imagined eating only one meal a day or having a specific time frame in which I would eat my food and be done. But living this lifestyle has afforded me freedom. Freedom from counting calories, freedom from crazy workouts at the gym, freedom from carrying food around everywhere I go, unless it's for the babies. I mean, I no longer have a huge supermarket in my bag anymore. That is freedom in it on its own. It's truly a freedom that allows me to just be free to do a whole host of other things without worrying about where my next meal will be coming from. And I also have the freedom to eat what I want while still being mindful and knowing how I can work with my body to burn fat while gaining energy. But just remember, if you're trying to lose weight, you have to be in a caloric deficit. And to some degree, you do have to count calories. But it's also great to know that there are hormones working in tandem with that. And it's it's a nice balance when you understand how the foods you eat affect the hormones that are released in your body and how all of that works together to burn fat and to ultimately help you lose that weight and help you get to a better, stronger, and healthier you. And now on to a new segment I'm calling Listener Questions. Many of you have sent in questions and I've decided to read them during the podcast. So every week I'll pick a question and answer it on the podcast. 
Here goes. This one is from Sandra from Oakland. Dear Marty, I've been doing OMAD for the last several weeks. I usually have my meal around 6 or 7 p.m. when I get home from work. But I find that after about two or three hours, I get the munchies and I feel like eating something else. Sometimes I feel like I'm still hungry. I don't want to eat because I've already closed my eating window, but sometimes I give in because I get really hungry before bed. What should I do? That's a common question that I get. And I would first look at what you're eating in your eating window. If we go back to some of what I talked about earlier on the podcast, what you eat during your eating window does make a difference. Yes, you can eat whatever you like, but is it nutrient dense enough to keep you satiated until you open your window the next day? You want to make sure you're eating foods that are rich in healthy fats, complex carbohydrates, and proteins. You have to find that balance that gives you all the good nutrients that you need to feed your body. That means, for example, if you want to have a burger and fries, opt for a whole grain bun and maybe add some sweet potato fries, fried in olive or coconut oil. By the way, this is a meal that I have at least a couple of times a month and it's so good and kid-friendly. This way, you're not depriving yourself of what you love, but you're eating in a, in a smarter, healthier way that keeps you satiated longer. You might also want to look into adding some fruit, preferably something with skin. Um, that can give you a boost of fiber, and that also helps keep you full. Um, try adding things like nuts, avocados, um, these are high in healthy fats, and that can keep you feeling full until the next time you eat. So I'd say make sure you're getting enough food in during your eating window, but also make sure the food that you're eating is high in healthy fats. I actually have a blog post on omadmama.com called, I'm doing OMAD, but I'm still so hungry. <laughs> You can check that out for more ideas on what you can include in your eating window that'll keep you satisfied after you've had your meal. Thanks for your question, Sandra. That was actually a really good one. If you'd like to send me a question, please send it to marty, M-A-R-T-I-E, at omadmama.com. I might read it and answer it on the podcast. Well, we've come to the end of another OMAD Mama podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this information useful. Please don't forget to share it with your friends, subscribe, rate, and comment. I'd really appreciate it. Please remember that this podcast is not to be used as your source for medical advice. If you have any medical questions or concerns, please talk to your doctor or medical provider. And before you go, check out the new OMAD Mama website at www.omadmama.com. You'll find the OMAD Mama blog where I talk about the latest topics hitting the OMAD and fasting world, as well as my OMAD recipes that are quick, easy, and family friendly. You can also always find me on Instagram 
at omad underscore mama underscore love or send me an email at marty m-a-r-t-i-e at omadmama.com let me know what you think of the podcast so far i'd really love to hear from you Thank you.